God is waiting to spend time with you. Let's lean into His presence and hear His voice. Welcome to 5 Minutes with the Father. Hello, my name is Nick. I hope you are well today. And today I want to um, bring to an, a conclusion um, this journey that we've been on of looking at the 316 passages of the New Testament. And that that's come about because uh, God has been showing me that number 316 uh, over and over again. And as I was asking him, God, is there a reason why you've been showing me this? Um, he, I guess, prompted me to look at all the 316 passages of the New Testament. Um, and I have found them really rich and really uh really cool to soak in, and I hope it's been great for you too. So today we're up to Revelation 3.16. Now, I'm not going to lie, this is one of those uh, those ouch sobering verses. And this is, um, of course, Revelation in itself is quite a heavy book, full stop. Um, but this is uh, one of the seven letters that it uh, was addressed in this, in this book. So uh, Revelation was written to seven churches throughout the region of Asia, or at least what was then known as Asia today, it's known as Turkey. And 3.16 sits right in the middle of the letter to Laodicea. Now that is a church that Jesus had nothing good to say about at the time. And so what he was saying was basically he does not tolerate lukewarmness at all. And that seems to be the state that the church in Laodicea had gotten itself into. They prided themselves on being a place of abundance in terms of financial provision. They were a wealthy, prosperous city, and um, they had rested on their laurels in terms of their financial provision, and as a result, it had made them uh, weak and half-hearted in their faith, and it was destroying them. Um, And so Jesus was saying, because of that, I want to spit you out of my mouth. I am done with it. I'm... Yeah, I, well, actually, the word for spit actually means to vomit out of his mouth. And so, you know, he says that in verse 16. And then it says in verse 17, you say, I am rich, as I just mentioned. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I think that that analogy that is being addressed here is so relevant to our modern day Western church, because we have had it so good and so comfortable for so long, I think we, we I'm talking to myself in this too, can very easily fall into the trap of becoming lukewarm in our faith and in our walk, being half-hearted in our commitment with God. We're, we're in, but we're not all in really. Like we're in so long as it doesn't inconvenience me, or maybe we think we're further along in our walk than we really are. We can fall into that trap as well. Um, but the amazing thing is with Jesus is he always provides hope and a way forward. So whenever he does bring something challenging like he is today, he always provides a way out. And he does that because of his love and because of his grace and because of his mercy. He says this in verse 18. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. So he's asking them to take their focus off the physical realm and the physical treasures and put it on the spiritual realm and what's available to them spiritually. If we come to Jesus and we say, God, make me a new person, change me, fill me with your fire and your passion and and purify me from those things that are 
um, distracting me or causing me to become lukewarm. And then he says, if we do that, then you will be rich, storing up treasures in heaven, not treasures on earth. He also says to buy white garments from me so you will not be shamed by your nakedness. Now, they were a place, uh, Laodicea, that that uh, sold a lot of dyed uh, garments and they prided themselves on that too. And he was saying, come and buy white garments from me. Um, in other words, um, let me clothe you with my purity um, because if you do that, then you won't be shamed by your, your nakedness. You'll be clothed in me and uh, not in what you think is sustaining you, which actually is nothing at all. And then he says, an ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see. Laodicea also prided itself on creating this ointment that had healing properties that was good for all sorts of eye conditions. And he's saying, get my ointment for your spiritual eyes so that you can see the reality of what's going on in and around you. And he says in verse 19, I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. And that reminds me of Hebrews 12. Jesus, uh, well, the, the writer of Hebrews says that um, we shouldn't despise the discipline of the Lord and the correction of the Lord. We should actually embrace it because it's a sign of his love. It's actually a sign that we are his children. And so um, even though this letter was confronting and does pre- present some confronting truths to us today, we can hold on to the hope that there is always a way forward. There is always redemption with Jesus. And so let's hold on to that. And so I'll leave that that verse with you to read on and to soak in. And I just want to say thank you for joining me. If you've joined me from day one of this journey, or if you've joined me today is your first day, I want to thank you for spending your time uh, allowing yourself to be filled with these truths from the scriptures. Because I And I believe that that will make your life richer. It, it's made my life richer. And I plan to recap a lot of these um, because there's been so much to take in. I have to do that several times in order to really grasp it. But I just hope it's been really beneficial for you. In the meantime, I will leave you. And I look forward to you joining me again as together we spend five minutes with the Father.